dodging the rattlesnakes on the trails and hang out there all day. His family was devoutly Mormon, and one Saturday when I rode over there, they told me they wanted to take me to be baptized at Lake Mont Pines. I had no idea what a baptism was, so I asked Dion what it meant, and he said you had to open your heart to God. And I thought, okay, my heart is open. Don't be scared, he added, because they make you walk into the lake waist deep, but with your clothes still on. I didn't understand why he was telling me not to be scared, because getting dunked sounded like a whole lot of fun. On baptism day, we walked in a line, waist-deep, into the lake, as Dion said we would. The water was warm from the summer heat. While we stood there, we heard a short sermon from the Mormon church member who was officiating, and then he asked me to give my life to Jesus. He laid me back, and I got dunked in the water, and that was it. I was baptized. The entire experience was pleasant and peaceful— The only hope I had was that when I was dunked under the water, I could come up and be a different girl. I was different, in fact. I became a lot calmer. I felt like the Mormons had my back, that someone was going to save me if I died, and it was one less thing to have to think about. Anyway, the Harveys took me in after my mother's accident and prayed with me in the center of a circle every morning and every night, and I truly believe that their faith saved my mom, whose prognosis had been dire— I didn't really consider myself a true Mormon because my parents weren't, and I wasn't that interested in church-going, but I was grateful for the Harveys' love and concern. My mom remained in intensive care for 29 days. She was lucky to be alive, and she would live her new life as a slightly handicapped person, unable to do certain things. But she was still alive, and she was still my mom. And this was one of the first times in my life when I felt I was lucky. After six weeks with the Harveys, I went to stay with my maternal grandparents, but my grandfather died about a month later. It was brutal to come home one evening from my dad's to have a lot of people over. I asked, where's grandpa? Only to have my mom bring me to my room to tell me he was in heaven. I don't recall anything else from that night, just how much my throat started hurting in the middle, and how my mom's mascara ran down her cheeks from crying. I stayed with my grandmother for four more years. My mom joined us once she got out of the hospital, And then, when I was twelve, my grandmother, mom, and I moved to a different apartment complex. My grandmother got her own small apartment, and my mom and I got one of our own. I still spent time with my dad every other weekend, and every summer I went to stay with my paternal grandma, Stella. Grandma Stella was a real go-getter. She never let having only a sixth-grade education stop her. She became a self-made millionaire. She's my main hero in life. She taught me that if you put your mind and soul into whatever you want, you can accomplish it, no matter what your origins are. She wanted me to succeed more than anyone, and she also had the financial means to help me do whatever schooling I wanted. She always reminded me that when it came to school, she would pay for anything. I guess I'm glad she didn't know how much I actually hated school in those days. I think that would have broken her heart, because she loved telling me how smart she knew I was. Grandma Stella was born in 1919 and had to drop out of school to take care of her sisters and her mom, who had tuberculosis. The family owned a restaurant, so Grandma not only had to look after her siblings and a sick mom, but she had to help run the restaurant, too. When she moved to the mountains of Calaveras County, she went to beauty school and became a hairdresser. Her best friend Liz and Liz's husband were in real estate, and when they decided to open an office, Liz told Stella that they'd bought a two-room cabin— one room for the real estate office, and one room for Stella's beauty parlor. 
The week before they were supposed to open, Liz was killed in a logging truck accident. Bereft and despairing, Liz's husband told Stella to get her real estate license, because that was the only way to keep the business going and stay in the house. So that's what Stella did. She sold real estate for 50 years, and at her peak, she owned 10 houses herself. S.G. Truth I learned from Stella that sometimes you achieve things in life by taking a path that's different from the one you were originally going down. She never imagined she would sell real estate, and it ended up being a success story during her most tragic time after losing her best friend. Silver linings for sure, and that was how Stella lived her life. Grandma Stella treated me like I was an adult from the time I was a baby. She emphasized that I needed to be successful all on my own. She said I needed to have a career and to use my smarts and to have a strong work ethic. She taught me how to drive when I was only 10. I have to admit that Grandma Stella did drink.